0: Podcast for Wayne County, I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. In the textbook, Biological Psychology by Kelly Lambert and published by Oxford University Press, we read the following in the section on depression, quote, How effective are these drugs at treating the symptoms of depression? Despite nearly a 400% increase in antidepressant use from 1988 to 1994 to 2005 to 2008 in the United States, no reductions in the rates of depression have been observed. In fact, depression rates have been observed to rise within this time frame. The traditional form of cognitive therapy, focusing on the role of inaccurate beliefs and faulty information processing— Has been the subject of more research than the forms of incorporating more extensive behavioral strategies when cognitive therapy is compared with antidepressant medications the efficacy rates have been found to be similar but with fewer side effects although in some cases medications have been deemed more effective for severely depressed patients beyond the alleviation of acute depressive symptoms however Cognitive therapy has been shown to have longer-lasting effects than antidepressant drug therapy. After treatment ended, more than twice the number of subjects taking antidepressants relapsed compared with the cognitive therapy subjects. Continuing with the medication therapy was more effective than the placebo group, but was not more effective than the discontinued cognitive therapy group. Because the enduring effects of cognitive therapy, as well as the lack of side effects, this approach is extremely valuable for treating the symptoms of depression. I cannot begin to emphasize how bad this research is for antidepressant proponents. Kelly Lambert is not writing this as an assault on modern psychology. Rather, she is writing a textbook used by students who are studying psychology. She says that cognitive therapy, which is becoming more popular today, by the way, yields better results than drugs. Another loss, I guess, for the science TM, and another win for the backwards, knuckle-dragging fundamentalist caveman theologians. In any event, these percentages and these numbers and these statistics are not just numbers on an Excel spreadsheet. They are actual, real, live people living uh, in the real world and experiencing real hurt. And, of course, my heart's desire is to help these people. The chemical imbalance theory of depression is outdated, and even secular psychologists, at least the few remaining ones who care more about truth and notoriety, social status and money— are starting to come to this conclusion. Of course, we're discussing depression today, and so far, what we've seen in our study on depression is that the definition of depression is sorrow without hope, we saw that the cause is misplaced hope, and we saw that the symptom is hopelessness. And today, for the final, uh, we're going to see the cure, which is hope in God. In the secular world, as I mentioned just a moment ago, cognitive therapy is becoming increasingly popular. For those who don't know, cognitive therapy is basically where a therapist helps you identify wrong thinking. The idea then is for those who are depressed, you're not suffering from a chemical imbalance in your brain, but you're simply mishandling the losses and challenges of life you're basically thinking about them incorrectly. And cognitive therapy helps you to identify where you're thinking wrongly and then to help you correct that thinking. Well, Christians, of course, have been doing this already for thousands of years. Obviously, we differ from secular psychologists in our content. We are pointing people to think right thoughts about God and His Word, whereas secularists are trying to correct wrong thinking according to their values, which may or may not be right. In any event, we can at least commend them for getting this far. I am an advocate of celebrating every victory, no matter how small. But we do need to go further. We need to correct our thinking with Scripture. Scripture needs to be, of course, the standard. And if you want an example of this from the Bible itself, then go look at Psalm 42 in verse 5, where the psalmist writes, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Scripture, of course, admonishes us here to preach to ourselves, not to listen to ourselves, but to preach to ourselves, and there is a difference. You'll observe here that in Psalm 42, it's almost as if the writer is having a conversation with himself. He is stepping outside of himself in order to give himself instruction. He is quite literally talking to himself. And he asks himself why he's cast down or depressed. And then what does he do? He gives himself instruction. And what is that instruction? Well, the content of that instruction is to hope in God. Now, of course, as Christians, we call this, and Scripture calls this, renewing your mind. Psychologists call it cognitive therapy. You're thinking in ways that are unhelpful, that are untrue, and those thought processes are weighing you down, or they're causing you to be depressed, or causing you to be anxious. They're causing you to process life incorrectly. So what do you do? You correct your thinking. Now, of course, cognitive therapy— lacks the Christian pre-commitments to make it successful. Renewing your mind, on the other hand, the biblical version, the correct version, I would say, fills your mind with truth. And of course, we know Romans 12 and verse 2 that says, "...do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." Really, what we're trying to get at the heart uh, of here is to ask yourself this question. What is true? Uh, Much of depression, of course, is speculation. Uh, Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Uh, The question that we want to ask ourselves simply is, is this, is it true? Philippians 4.8, of course, is the list of things to think about. Finally, brothers, whatever is... True, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Whatever is true, think about that. We have a tendency to uh, get kind of swallowed up in our own heads. We, We think, he always does this, or she never does this. Is that really true? always and never, think about what is true. Uh, You think this will never work out, or, or whatever the case might be. What is true? Start with what you know to be true, and of course, Scripture helps to inform us to be able to interpret things accurately and correctly. And even if the worst should come, doesn't the Bible give us instructions on how we're to deal with that? In any event, what we're saying at a basic level here is to let Scripture be our guide. Submit your thinking to Christ. Christ is Lord over everything, uh, and uh, of course, the mind is included in that. We are to think God's thoughts after Him. In 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5, we read this, "...we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought..." Captive to obey Christ, every thought that you have in your mind is to be in submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Of course, this is uh, easier said than done it's challenging it's going to require rewiring the way that you think. Uh, a couple of years ago, we went on a vacation and uh we got onto uh, a ferry. Uh, in order to get onto an island and it was one of those ferries where you uh drive your car onto it and there's you know maybe 30 cars all going over on the ferry together and they pack this thing so tight that you can barely get your car door open you know once you're parked and so i'm pulling into this thing and i'm kind of looking you know uh, to the left looking to the right trying to figure out how close i can get to hit this vehicle you know And so the guy who is directing us uh, simply just says, look at me, Uh, don't look around, don't try to just, I'm going to direct you, look at me, follow my hand signals, I'm going to tell you how close you can go this way and that way, and, and, and all of this kind of thing. This is what it means to look to Christ. You know, we go through life and and we think, boy, I'm I'm gonna hit that over there and, and I'm getting a little too close to that over there. And what if this decision capsizes the whole boat? And, and what if I get burned by doing this? And, and and the whole time crisis, just 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 look at me, just trust the word, trust the simple word. You're probably familiar with the fact that um to give another illustration at this point here, that a a pilot can be instrument rated or not. Uh, a pilot that is not instrument rated can only fly by sight, and that pilot cannot fly into uh, a cloud or into stormy conditions. Pilots who are not instrument rated are almost 100% guaranteed to crash if they fly into instrument conditions. In fact, the average life expectancy for a non-instrument rated pilot who flies into cloudy conditions is 178 seconds. And the reason for this is because of something called spatial disorientation. You are in that cloud bank and you don't know how to interpret and read and understand your instruments and you feel like you're going up when you're really going down or you feel like you're banking to the left when you're really banking to the right pilots are taught to embrace a radical trust in their instruments and it requires training for pilots to overcome their intuition and to trust the instruments rather than their feelings. They are taught, very literally, not to trust themselves. They're taught to trust their instruments. And this really is, is kind of uh, what I want to leave you with here today. When you're struggling with depression, it is like a pilot going into a cloud bank. You can't see anything. You are flying blind. And just like pilots, you crash when you trust your intuition, which is ironic because the world tells you that you thrive by trusting your intuition. The world tells you all of these kinds of catchphrases of, you know, trust your heart, follow your heart, um, you know, look within for wisdom, and all this kind of a thing. Um, but the Bible says, pretty Straightforwardly, in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And then, of course, we have in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Uh, the application then is to learn, just like pilots do, to silence your intuitions and to trust your instrument panel instead. For us as Christians, the instrument panel is Scripture. You look at the attributes of God. Uh, you look at the character of God. You look at the Scripture's perspective on reality. Uh, you look at the biblical worldview, and you interpret events. You inter- interpret things in your own life you gauge your responses to things. All of those things are uh, things that you, you, uh, you look to Scripture to find. When you fly into a cloud bank, figuratively speaking, don't trust yourself, but look to the Word. Look to your instrument panel. Study the attributes of God. Look to God's holiness, His righteousness, His mercy, His kindness, His love, his character, his sovereignty. Look to those things, and what will happen is you will stabilize. You will fly straight and level, and you'll survive the cloud bank, and you'll be enabled to see clearly. Instability in one's life comes when you trust in unstable things. Everything in this world is unstable. Relationships and life and health and friends and jobs and security are all unstable, but God is stable. And therefore, stability in one's life comes when you trust in stable things, namely the Lord. Forsake your own wisdom. Look to the Lord in His word. Let that be your guide to interpreting reality. Don't trust your heart. Trust God. Look to your instrument panel. Psalm 42, 5 through 6. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.